Welcome to High Go Seeks Presents. We have a new podcast uh, here today. Um, well, let me first, uh, I'll give you the title, but let me first introduce my co-host. Um, she's my wonderful wife. Um, she's, we've been married for almost uh, three years now, and um, and I just want to have her on this new podcast. So say, say hello to Allison Hyde. Hi. <laughs> And our, so our new podcast is called Dinner and a Movie. That's right. And sorry, I guess you like to be called Allie, right? Yes. <laughs> so I just nice to, to use... meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Um, yeah, so we wanted to do this podcast because um, I do a lot of podcasts, and Allie is always like, why don't you have me on? And I was like, because <laughs> you don't like comic books that much. And then, um, But no, she does. But um, but we wanted to do like a podcast that had com- uh, combined our love of movies and uh, food. So I think this is going to be a good inaugural uh, podcast to talk about. So, um, you know, movies and uh, like all the ones that we've grown up with or have a special place in our heart and the types of food we like to eat or, or make what, uh, inspired by the movies. Yeah. So today we're doing Demolition Man and Taco Bell. To kind of tie in with the old fast food theme of hide and go seek. So, Demolition Man. I watched it last night. Uh, so, have you? So, what's your history watching Demolition Man? Do you have any thoughts? Um, personally, I had, I have never seen this movie before yesterday, and, and you um, were looking for a movie to watch, um, and you suggested this, and uh, I, I mean, I I know it's. Uh, history of being like you know a, a futuristic movie from the 90s so it's very like and 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 not in a and we'll get more into like what we thought about the movie but in a good way like in a fun like almost campy-ish way where it get you know like but I, i've always known <laughs> the, the the movie as being like a little silly but in a fun way and like a fun sylvester Stallone movie from the 90s well, what's your history with the, the this movie it's definitely campy i feel like <laughs> it might have been on tbs pretty often when i was like 10 to 12 i feel like it was one that we would put on the tv kind of often big into sci-fi movies so i've seen it a couple times i definitely didn't completely remember everything about it though so i'm glad we rewatched it yesterday yeah. and um yeah mm-hmm. i guess it's- uh, do you want to do a um, recap of the movie for our audience? Uh, and we'll, then we can get into what our thoughts are, and we can do a deep dive of into it uh, if you if you want to do that. Sure. So, um, movies with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Sylvester Stallone is obviously the good cop, and so it starts out in 1997 during the LA riots, and so um, Wesley Snipes sets up that. He kills a bunch of people and frames Sylvester Stallone for it. So, oh no, they both go to prison, which in this time frame, for some reason, they all they get frozen in time mm-hmm. for 30 years or so. And then in the year 2032, Wesley Snipes somehow escapes from prison. And in this time, they have no crime. So the police are like, oh no, what do we do? I guess we have to unfreeze Sylvester Stallone because we don't know how to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they bring him back. And then he has to partner with Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. and basically catch Wesley Snipes. And then lots of silly things happen. And 
the reason why we chose Taco Bell is because in this weird future world, part of its campiness is that Taco Bell is every single restaurant in the future. Mm -hmm. All restaurants Mm -hmm. are Taco Bell, and they go to a very fancy Taco Bell. And of course, end up having some battle with Wesley Snipes and his 90s gang. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) that's the basic premise of the movie. It's about as cheesy as it sounds. doesn't really get much deeper than that. But I like that, yeah. And that summarizes the movie pretty perfectly. You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, and uh, so um, I'll get, get into what our thoughts on the movie were. So um, did you did you already go into your history of it or any, uh, like, significance? Yeah, yeah, yeah you just, yeah. yeah. Um, did you, do you remember, like, specifically, did you see it when it was the 90s or just, like, in the 2000s when it was on TBS? It might have been in the 90s, like, 99 or so because i was like too young to like not watch it like on tv Mm -hmm. and i definitely remember not watching this like the sex scene Mm -hmm. so i must have been kind of young and it was definitely like the the cut version of it because i also remember it being a little bit shorter so I wish I remembered more because so ninety three. I'm trying to think of like other big movies that came out that year. I think Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, what's another big one? Uh, S- Speed was shortly after this. I think you're right. Yeah. So that's Sandra Bullock's like real. Because mm-hmm. I uh, we we could do more research on the next one, but um, <laughs> but you you memorize some IMDb facts, so we'll get to those soon. But um, um, for the. I don't think her career really came off until like Speed, right? I don't think yeah. it really like shot off. Um, this was. I, again, I wish I knew I, we could like maybe like um, look it up later, but or the listener can. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> uh, that maybe did this movie do well, or did it? It was like, or maybe it's just a modest hit. What do you think? Or, I think it did pretty well. I mean, the mm-hmm. the combination of Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes is you know a pretty good combo, yeah. and he was pretty famous yeah, at this time. Big action hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, I don't remember reading anything about where it did badly. I don't think maybe it just wasn't like the monster hit, but I'm sure it did well enough for everyone, you know. Yeah, and it like, I feel like they kind of tried to copy Blade Runner a little bit to kind of make it more marketable. Like, mm-hmm. what, if you were to watch the trailer, I feel like it doesn't seem make it seem as silly as the movie actually is. Yeah, where, like they're very like. They're, they're very, like, silly, like, action scenes where they, like, look like robots, like, punch, kick, ninja, wah! Like. <laughs> it's funny, because when I was watching the uh, opening scene, um, I think that it's, like, starts with, like, a slow pan into L.A., and it reminds me a lot of Blade Runner, the beginning of that, where it slow pans into futuristic. That's why, watching the movie, I thought, well, it does take place in the future and the beginning, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but only like three years in the future which is weird and also everything's like a lot more high tech for- i yeah. feel like that's why th- i think there's a lot of rewrites in this movie i feel like there's a lot of like changes and um because like they already have like ha- cr- like cryo technology in 1996-97 um and like there's always like all these like futuristic things but like i feel like there's just like a little i mean i mean it's trying to be a good movie but i think i feel like there's a lot of like studio interference and everything with that but i mean it turned out well I think. yeah they definitely like believed in science in mm-hmm. 1993 like we're gonna get there we're gonna freeze exactly. people even <laughs> though the the cryogenic like tubes that they're in are very large like mm-hmm. they're in pretty pretty large fish tanks like they, <laughs> they would have to have like 
a lot of space to freeze <laughs> all all of the prisoners that they have. They also don't exactly like explain why there is no crime anymore. So maybe they're just freezing all sorts of people. That's what I'm thinking. I think that was like the and they don't do they do an okay job with it. Where it's like, but I guess the the point is that we're seeing the whole movie from let's say Sandra Bullock slash like the um, over above ground people's point of view that everything is perfect. So at first I'm like, wait, why is like Dennis Leary's character like complaining and and he's basically halfway through the movie he's doing like his routine where he's like I want to go down the street and blah 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 like I can't remember. he just says like silly things like all in a row or something like that. But yeah. um, but I feel like um, I feel like it could have done a better job if it showed like a better point of view like a like a Brave New World where it was uh. It shows where, like, what the the back the downsides are. Like, not just like I want to be able to curse without getting a ticket. Like, I want, like <laughs> they kind of go into it where like yeah. some people are like starving and you know maybe like, they kind of touch upon like how it's all rich people on top maybe and then there's a, like, a lot of people like down below who are still suffering. But I feel like they, I guess they weren't trying to touch on because it was such a silly weird movie. They weren't trying to go too deep into like social economics or social yeah. political economics. It's like it it must have like. It could have started out as, like, a serious movie, and then someone else just, like, went through the, sh- the script and was like, nah, nah, mm-hmm. nah. Exactly. Let's make, let's make this sillier. And, like, like you know what would be good? If we put Wesley Snipes in overalls the entire <laughs> oh, yeah. movie, even though, like, it's the future. Why is he just in 90s overalls I love it. with I, an electric orange tank top underneath? I'm <laughs> like, not complaining. <laughs> I didn't complain. Though. I love Wesley. Can we talk about Wesley Snipes? He... He's great. He's great. He, he, and he doesn't quite chew the scenery. He doesn't overact. I think he acts for what his character is and what the world he's brought into is. And I think he like, and he's such a such a funny comedic timing in the movie. I think he does such a great job. And he's such a good villain in the movie too. Yeah, he's he definitely makes the whole movie like Sylvester Stallone is fine in it. It also like like I kind of hate that he ends up with Sandra Bullock in the end because he, like, he basically has no really good qualities except for, like, for some reason he knows how to solve crimes. Hmm. But they also make it very clear that every time he solves something, he blows up buildings. Yeah. Just like, is he the best cop? Probably (laughs) not. But still, like, just like, oh, you are the one-woman character. Obviously, you must kiss Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) It's so true. Like, um... I remember, like, halfway through the movie where it's a... And it was a funny scene where um, Sandra Bull... And I like her character, too. I think she does a great job with her character. Where she's just, like... Um, uh, and she, like... And then the way she talks is really funny. Where it's, like, it's a lot... very Like, the way she talks is very clinical and scientific and, and uh, like, mature. Um, uh, so, uh, she... Like, she's, like, I was aroused by your... The violence. And um, I... You know, like I blah blah blah. Like, let's have sex, and he's like, oh, okay. And then they put on like the <laughs> VR helmets, and it's like such a freaky scene. Like, it's like, like the the parts that they like splice in. Like, they I'm sure they said they cut them. What, oh yeah, was they were definitely TV? weird. Yeah, no, that was definitely at least like the. I think the VR parts were in there, but then like the parts where it was just like flashes of like Sandra Bullock's face in that like really trippy way that was definitely cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it, was, it was like out of like, it could have been like a Blade Runner movie where like, I mean, they kind of do it in Blade Runner 2049, but like um, it felt like a scene out of Blade Runner where they put on VR helmets and they have like a weird, like, and it's like a commentary on 
social you don't you know you're not actually con- connecting with anyone it's it's all not physical and you know like it's it, this movie you're right i think it was sold maybe you know, again i don't really care enough about this movie to look it up but <laughs> i'm sure maybe it was like sold as like a like a blade runner-esque script and then warner brothers like bought it from like some you know some lonely screen screenwriter wrote it wrote it wrote it wrote it wrote it wrote it again and then we came up, and they, they had a punchy title, and then they got Sylvester Stone on, and then I'm sure he got his people to rewrite some quippy lines in there, and then it became... The, and then not that, not that, like, the end product isn't... It's, 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 I like it. It's funny. It was a funny movie, but I'm sure maybe it started out as a different product, but it, and it, is, it is what it is, so... Yeah, definitely. What I did read about it is that originally they were going to have um, Steven Seagal and John claude oh. Van Damme be the characters, but they couldn't decide they were having arguments because neither one of them wanted to play the bad guy oh, so they were having an argument about who would play which part which is like so ridiculous so then they were just like okay never mind let's do let's cast some new people which is so stupid but i feel like that was a bullet dodge i i yeah. i think I, I like sylvester so much more than those two i, I mean yeah. also we didn't really grow up on jean-claude van damme's or Steven Seagal's movies it's true but yeah. um i like i like sylvester Stone so and and obviously wesley snipes is just I, he's perfect in this movie. He's such an underrated actor, and he's great in everything. I feel like, like from Blade to Major League to, I, I, there's a couple of like action movies he's done, but I feel like he 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 always even in Blade Trinity when he like technically is phoning it in and he's like yeah, not even like he's present, still good. Yeah. he's still good. Like yeah. he's still like amazing in that movie and in all the Blade movies. So I'm so glad it worked out like that. And yeah, I think all the casting wise, I think everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. and he because he was funny too, and it would like. The, like, campiness and, like, the fact that he's always getting, like, um, like, violations for cursing and oh, just, like, great. this kind of basically, like, silly world that they live in mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense if someone, like, for one of those guys to play that character. Exactly. Like, it wouldn't, it would have been a, an actual bad movie rather mm-hmm. than just, like, a funny, like, campy action movie. Exactly. Like, knowing what it is. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think... Because I'll have to go back um, for like going to Sylvester Stallone's career. Like, so you you haven't seen I've seen Rocky the first one, but you haven't seen any of them really. Or no, no, no yeah. I've never I've never seen any of them. Mm-hmm. And then I've I've seen first one, another Rambo movies. Um, so those were so he was going back and forth between them in the eighties and early nineties. And then you know I didn't see. <laughs> Uh, Judge Shred either, but that seems like a very similar because I think I got these two movies mixed up, Judge Shred and Demolition Man mixed up because they're both like take place in the future, hmm. and um, but this one I I think that one tries to be a little bit more serious. Uh, I've never seen it, but this one definitely knows has a and he has decent comedic timing. Like he doesn't he isn't bad in this movie. He's but he's definitely helped out by all his co stars. I think he's definitely like lifted up by them. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think this is the only Sylvester Stallone movie I've ever seen. I just <laughs> saw this in the nineties, and I was like, "That's it. That's yeah, his. That's, that's his peak. Need. That's all I need." That's all. I need. Where's he gonna? Where's he even gonna go from here? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a What's a quote from the movie that you really liked that really stuck sticks with you or that is memorable to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the biggest part that everyone talks about about this movie is the three oh, yeah. seashells thing that so that's like that. very funny um like and they never explain it or anything mm-hmm. just like why they have to use three seashells mm-hmm. i do like i didn't remember that um them talking about that like 
Taco Bell was <laughs> the only restaurant. And I think that like little exchange between Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock is funny because they get into the car all dressed up and he's oh, like, where cool. are we going? And she's like, Taco Bell. I love like, that. So surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's a good um, way to, uh, I was going to say my favorite. I, I do love the quotes. I'm trying to think of one, but um, where it, and she plays this very funny. Like um, she, Sandra Bullock says um, like, uh, what'd she say? Oh, she's like, uh, you can take this uh, job and shovel it. And she's like, and he's like, just it, just shove it. Like, I like the running joke of she, her getting like '90s catch or not '90s, just like old catchphrases wrong. And he, he has to like, um, he has to correct her. Like, oh, there's one where it's um, uh, was that he really licked his ass? She's like, he's like kicked, kicked his ass. And I was, I think that was my favorite one because it's just like and she like. Delivers every line so earnestly, and like, like she's like, like she knows that's the correct way to say, it. and he just has to be like, Ugh. he just gets like a little like annoyed every time, just like, but like in a funny way, like he's just like, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, dude. And I love, yeah, just I like that dynamic, but like even though they didn't have great chemistry, I think she like made up for it almost with uh, her her part. Not that he yeah. wasn't, but I feel like he doesn't really have great chemistry with a lot of co stars anyway. That's true. I did like that. I also liked in the the museum that the guard like guards says to Wesley Snipes as he's like trying to break in and steal the guns. The guards just like, "Hey, sir, what's your boggle?" <laughs> <laughs> like what? I love that. <laughs> I think that's so cute. Sorry, like, I'm oh, sorry. Siri. Oh, Siri <laughs> was gonna a- answer what my boggle was, but <laughs> no, thank you, Siri. Um, <laughs> um yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I know you brought up uh, Taco Bell and uh, it's a good way to transition so um, we'll try to figure out a way to so with each one of these podcasts we want to try to do a movie and either have that dinner that we're talking about in within the same so we can like critique it and say how it goes with the movie and this was a great first one to do because like you said in the um, the plot of the movie there uh, the, uh, that there's a line that said they said there's the franchise wars and Taco Bell was the only one left and it's just such a funny like and the way they don't like in a good way they don't explain that like they they're like that they Taco Bell also took over like high high high-end restaurants and like literally and even like I think they even like have a little like two like they've like a even like bags and tubes or something like that Taco Bell has like every single food market you can think of like somehow they took over food period like I love that idea and then yeah and they like they even are basically like in charge of delivering like the rations to the people they show them also and that's like a big like turning point for sylvester stallone when he realizes that the underground people are just like coming up to the surface to try to steal food Mm because they're hungry yeah it's like interesting but i like that it's a weird world to think of (laughs) it would just be literally only taco bell's own everything which i don't mind you know but like so are we to so when they sit down to eat it's a gourmet taco bell mm-hmm. and it's but it's still it's funny because we tried to ask you a little bit about this last night it's like but it's still it's still ta- it's still taco bell it's still recognizable as like it's almost like deconstructed taco bell like did you remember seeing the plate like what do you yeah can you tell what was on the plate or like on the plate it looked like they had like tiny like the tortillas were like tiny and they mm-hmm. were like really small like only like two inches mm-hmm. around and they weren't like folded up like tacos they just had like very cute like tiny things on top of it and it was like one of those like cheesy things that they do in all future movies where the character looks at it and he's like what this is this isn't enough food for me (laughs) what is this it's funny yeah it's like it's almost like wouldn't it when do you think 
tapas. I mean, tapas has been around forever. I feel like that reminded me of tapas, like like almost like a futuristic version of like um the Spanish version of like eating food, like because the tapas yeah, is like small plates. They're right? small, but like you get like a lot of them. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's you know when you get tapas, it's like you order like eight plates of food and then they bring it out to you like one at a time. Um, we've had tapas before. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I love tapas. It's, it's just funny that it like remind me of like, it, it, not that I predicted it, but almost like, but tapas definitely mm-hmm. became more popular after this, not because of this movie, yeah. but after well, this movie. In America, at least, yeah. you know, they've always been You're popular right, yeah. in Spain. <laughs> in Spain, <laughs> where they originate from. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, any Spanish listeners, we're not trying to erase, <laughs> erase the history of tapas. Purely talking about our <laughs> East Coast United States knowledge of food. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Very yeah. Well, at least for me, my my limited knowledge. So this will be yeah. like an education for me. This yeah. this podcast. So um, I want to get so uh, like I said, we we try to we're going to try to eat the same food that we talk about on the podcast. So uh, we did eat a healthy dinner tonight. But I knowing that we're going to do this podcast, I, I suggest that we go to Taco Bell because you know research. Yes. Reasons. So only, we, only reason. That... We had Taco Bell for dessert this mm-hmm. evening because exactly. yes, we do not eat Taco Bell for dinner usually. No. No, it's a lunch. It's a <laughs> occasional lunch option for us. <laughs> Disclaimer in case you know your parents listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, no, we don't. We never yeah. eat like, fast food for dinner ever, yeah. ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wink. Um, uh, so what did we have for what? And, um, we, I had the Chipotle, uh, what was it? I can't remember. The Chipotle chicken melt. Chipotle chicken melt. We got it off the dollar menu. And then what did yeah. you have? I had the um, nacho taco. We got mm-hmm. because they were like the brand new value menu items, mm-hmm. I guess, that they put out after they removed all the potatoes from <laughs> their menu. That's right. I remember they did that. And, um, yeah, disappoint a lot of people, but I never minded it. I, I, I didn't really like the potato options on the dollar menu i liked them I liked the tacos that. were good yeah, yeah i like that um i yeah because usually when i go to taco bell um i usually try to get like the combo like or the i think one of my favorite actually in the history of taco bell my favorite was the um naked chicken chalupa where it came the the, the shell was a chicken oh my god and, and it had like stuff inside if, if you can believe that if you can if you can picture that if you can picture that i knew that you were gonna say this because i have heard you talk about the naked chicken chalupa and how you wish taco bell would bring it back every now and so then many they do. times yeah it's like the yeah. mcrib i think it's the ta- it's the mcrib of taco bell they, mm-hmm. yeah. they will they'll, they'll bring it back again but not not anytime soon <laughs> yeah i'm surprised i like i feel like last year they brought it back in like january because mm-hmm. when people tend to do their like gluten-free or like oh that's true yeah. keto like you know so january it's like i feel like they brought it back last january mm-hmm. but this year instead they got the bacon chicken chalupa which is pretty amazing i was gonna say that's probably <laughs> that probably became my favorite um dish that they have right now um if i can say dish is that appropriate for talking about no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite handheld item. Handheld item. Served yeah. in a bag and or in box. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Became not that I go to talk about that much anymore, but I feel mm-hmm. like that became my favorite combo because um, what did I, I? I have to look at the menu, but um, uh, I, I think I had a few other ones, but they like they, but they always turn like the combos 
items always change, but I think they've made it a lot better because you can make your own com combo um, box now. So that really helped help me out a lot. So I'm really glad they did that. Yeah. My favorite is the Doritos Locos <laughs> tacos. Oh, yeah. Because they're so good. We um and the baja blast mountain dew yeah. those two like those two are my go-to's at taco bell those ones yeah yeah oh no what were you gonna say you go oh, sorry um trying not to um trying not to interrupt you as much you know, <laughs> like in real life obviously no <laughs> um no i was just gonna say i love um i think that was one of the best decisions taco bell or i think it was like a i'll again i'll have to look up the man i can just grab my phone uh, there's a story about how um uh, there's a person who like suggested that to Taco Bell and he didn't even get paid for it. I don't think he even like wanted, I'm sure he wanted to get paid, yeah. but, um, uh, <laughs> but he suggested, he's like, you should do Cause I think Frito or some like Frito-Lay or PepsiCo owns Taco Bell and, um, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Doritos. So he's like, why don't you do Doritos and Taco Bell like shell? And they're like, great idea. And then they never like. But I think they end up giving him, like, free tacos for life, and then he, like, died a year later or something like that. I don't think because of Taco Bell, but just coincidentally, I think he, like, passed away, like, randomly a year later. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, do you see anything? No, <laughs> you look up Demolition Man. No, no I, was, I was trying to look it up, oh, no, no, but no, no, it yeah. um, didn't work because my phone said no. No, it's all right. I mean, it's a pretty – I remember reading it online, like, maybe, like, five or six years ago, so it's a pretty hard thing to – Google, even yeah. for, even how I described it. Um, even though that poor man, because like they even now sell them in the grocery store because I always right. buy them because I love Doritos, Locust Tacos, but mm -hmm. we can't be eating gross Taco Bell meat all the time. So <laughs> we eat them with our regular stuff. So we probably eat tacos for dinner at least once a week. We definitely do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're tacos just in general. If we like yeah. the like expand the talk, like, yeah. um, yeah, I think tacos just in general. We had fish tacos this week, which was very delicious. It was um, bear mundi fish, right? Correct, yes, um, yeah. And um, and what else? Uh, we had uh, rice and we had uh, you had avocado on it. Um, mm -hmm. and it was very good, very good dinner. It was really yeah. good. We're, we're big on we're big on tacos so in fact we didn't really actually need to go talk about we could have just talk about tacos in general and then demolition man but it's better that we got taco bell because it's better for the podcast it's more fun and it, well, yeah. it's a, always fun to just randomly like be like we're going here right now <laughs> it was a good spur of the moment decision i thought yeah. um yeah so i think um yeah i think tacos might be like one of my favorite foods in general do you do you think the movie in so I feel like if we had like a video like like if like a YouTube show we would do like you know we we would make it like <laughs> like um <laughs> we would do something where it's like our next segment is recreating the food, the dish from the movie so how would you as a professional uh cook how would you um make what you saw in the movie real like what what ingredients would you use or preparation in this very like you know in not not trying to like put you on the spot but you know. yeah i would say i probably wouldn't want to because <laughs> you just wouldn't yeah i just i just probably well, this week. probably <laughs> wouldn't but um because it looked like thin soggy tortillas mm -hmm. under small diced things yeah. 
but maybe if I were to make it just to hand it to you for dinner one night, exactly. just to see you like cry one single tear that that was all <laughs> the food you were allowed to eat. Because um, it literally just looked like, like one had like, t- it looked like it had like tiny diced salmon on top of it. One looked like it had like tiny diced mm-hmm. cucumbers. They only showed up for like a brief second. Yeah, so I'm trying to like remember to, yeah, yeah, what it was, though. but it yeah. definitely, it kind of looked like it was maybe like small dices of like, dehydrated food mm-hmm. so that might be a little difficult i can make you some tiny tacos with like um jerky and um the little the little tiny pieces of dehydrated mm-hmm. vegetables that come in vegetable soup mix yeah. we can see how uh, that would yeah, go you could pick them out pick, <laughs> pick them, them out, out. The, uh, the soup because isn't there a show it's not is it Babish, or is there another? Where, where? Well, there's the one guy. I don't know if it is him. Um, he recreated the, um, uh, the uh, the deep fried like, not, yeah, kind of. We we made it last year. Like the, uh, we roll in a uh, the hot dog, roll in a pizza, and um, cheesy blaster. He made that from yeah. Thirty Rock. And then yes. what, was that Babish or someone else that we I saw think on YouTube? Was, I think that was Babish, but I'm yeah. not. Like, I don't think he recreates, like, he definitely does, like, a lot of, like, good mm-hmm. cooking videos. Like, it's not all, like, oh, no, recreations, yeah. but because that is and such an mm-hmm. iconic food <laughs> from media, mm-hmm. obviously, he made cheesy blasters. Yeah. And he's on, like, he's on, like, other foods from, like, yeah. popular media, right? Like, I mean, that was Probably. my favorite yeah. one I watched, but I'm sure that's, like, his ho- But, obviously, he's also a good cook and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I can say that that is the only episode of his show I've ever watched. Me too, yeah. Trying to learn how to make cheesy blasters. But yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of positive things about his videos. What's the correct... I keep saying cook. Is it... Do you you call chef or do you call them chefs? Chefs? (laughs) I don't... um, It, like, depends on the the person and their, like, their thoughts and their job and Mm -hmm. whatever. I feel like a majority of people who are not, like super full of themselves just mm-hmm. go by cooks or yeah, like i mean like, like unless you have like multiple restaurants or whatever and you're like uh-huh. yeah no right that's not like a derogatory for like it's not like i mean it's not I mean line cook i guess is like not then that's not, not derogatory like, well that's a that's a job, that's a job that's title, a job title. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah you're right yeah i don't want to sound like cook like yeah it just sounds like chef sounds oops sorry french like it sounds yeah. like sophisticated <laughs> it definitely depends on the person that's like a whole mm-hmm. debate a whole, i would yeah. feel like yeah because there's some people that like graduate culinary school and they say like i'm a chef now but no, that's too really much for don't. me to <laughs> yeah, really go whole... into right now it's a whole other mm-hmm. tangent <laughs> but so it's it's subjective i would say i like that i like getting <laughs> your thoughts on on that world of that of uh so we like we kind of split the podcast in half like it's a little bit of uh, exploring the movies, which I don't really do research on, and then exploring the food part, where you have lots of knowledge about. So it's kind of like a it's a lopsided podcast, but I like the way it's folding out. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I could do more research next time. I'd actually look look up like, well, in 1993, it grossed 102 dollars or something like that. It bombed a lot. <laughs> to be fair, like I don't have a lot of knowledge specifically about Taco Bell though, but- or about movies. So we're just really just throwing opinions out there right now but I think, I think most of my taco bell knowledge has been has come from going there since meeting you yeah, i think i had true, been there yeah. I, I do help out with that a part. little bit before i met you where i really only ate 
Mexican pizzas and mm-hmm. did not try the rest of the menu. But That's that, true. Yeah. Uh, but I like I like your thoughts on I mean we'll and then we'll also in the other episodes we'll get into like movies that have more fine dining we can and I can ask your opinion on what they made or if like what you're like or if you know uh, so anyway but I think Taco Bell is you know and oh yeah so I think I asked you and I want to get into like this topic a little bit like um so I mean it's a little bit of an exaggeration but in the future um that you know Taco Bell takes over literally every single facet of um food basically and food distribution um and I asked like do you think there uh, like in a non-joking way, are there mm-hmm. any Mexican, uh, like, high cuisine? Do you – anything that you can – or, like, other than tapas? Like, well, that's Spanish, though, Yeah, that's obviously. Spanish. That's yeah. not um, mm-hmm. Mexican. Um, so, let me think. Like, Rick Bayless has a couple restaurants in Chicago that are very, like, well-known mm-hmm. Mexican food. Then do you think there, uh, like, there's a, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just one of those things that everybody loves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't even know anyone who doesn't like Mexican food or who won't eat like a taco. Like, it's always one of the go-to meal for everyone. So I feel like it's pretty, it's not as, like, common to do. But I feel like a lot of people do do it, like a couple in each city at least. But there's always a lot of mm-hmm. Mexican restaurants in most exactly. cities, and probably any fine dining restaurant you go to, probably half of their staff is from some part of Latin America. Exactly. So you don't know that you're eating their food, but you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that's prepared by yeah by uh, people of that. Um, a lot I, of kitchen workers come. Yeah. From. Exactly. Some of those places. Yeah. So it's it's um, I yeah it's funny because I, I was thinking about like what how because you when you think of like cuisine like like in dichotomy for this movie that the joke is that oh it's talk it's like but actually like talk about has tried to get into like high cuisine like or fancier foods like a little bit I think as almost as the joke but at the same time not really like I feel like they're expanding their product I was trying to think of um what other foods that don't you don't think of as um as like a high cuisine but well, what would be a good example of something that's uh not very prevalent like you would say french is like you okay let's go into the city like into philadelphia what's a most expressive expensive restaurants would be what would you say what would be like the top restaurant there what would you say like in philly mm-hmm I don't even know anymore. Like yeah. so many, so much of like the Philly restaurant scene has changed. Like yeah. definitely this year and mm-hmm. then like years before that. Um, because Philadelphia definitely comparatively to other cities doesn't have that like market. Ex- I mean, it does, mm-hmm. but a lot of the restaurants that are kind of like mid end are a lot more popular. Yeah. Um, like one of the, like the best known rest or like best rated restaurants in philly was the hungry pigeon mm-hmm. and that restaurant was like in like not exactly south philly but it was like right off of south street and oh, it was yeah. kind of like they did like sunday suppers and it's mm-hmm. like they did things it wasn't super fancy but all of it was like done really well yeah. and i feel like that's more of the thing in philly but like there's always new things opening up so it's hard for something to stay really relevant mm. 
I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I because I I guess more to my question was like because uh, um I was trying to think of a way to like think like um there's always like a market for people like really inventive chefs um to get into different because you when you think of like fine dining it's like French or even Italian I'd say right like are the top two. Uh, maybe would you say like it kind of depends a lot of them too are just more like ingredient focused it completely like depends Mm -hmm. you could get it like anyone if they do stuff well can be like considered fine dining exactly it's mostly about like the service too like Mm -hmm. it's you know you can make super fancy delicious things in a bar and people won't consider you fine dining but then like you could also make really terrible stuff, but ha- be in like a beautiful room with yeah. fancy people, in it, like in the dining room. So it's all very like it's very different. Yeah, I think because like especially pre-COVID, I think um, that the line between you know like that like you're saying the line has like been fading away very very gradually, and you know you could just be a bar and you could get like the best thing you've ever had, or you can go to um, like Laurel, Laurel, and um, that's technically could be like, but then you could, I mean, not that they do, but you could probably have like a bad thing there or something like that. So it's like, it doesn't always guarantee you going to like the most expensive place, getting the thing that you love the most. It's, it, 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 it the line is being like, it's like there's food at places you don't expect that are so yeah. like, yeah. But even like, like that restaurant is like so small that like it would be in a different city, I feel like it would be perceived differently uh, but like because yeah. like philly doesn't exactly care and mm-hmm. you know like that place like it's i feel like it started out french but he has a lot of like asian influences mm-hmm. and stuff like you know restaurants like that with really good people in charge of them you know they get influenced by everything yeah. so the original concept can change over time i like that yeah so like that's why I think, not that I think this movie will turn out to be true or any parts of it will, but I think not, and not literally that Taco Bell is, will be like the peak of t- fine dining, but like I think that they did predict in a way how people perceive, like they're, you're going to Taco Bell, quote unquote, but it's the fine, like the most expensive meal you're, you'll eat in that, in that world they created. And, and I think, I feel like the future that, like, we're almost getting to the time where they are, because it's, like, 2036, I think, where they are, or 2037, yeah. something like that. And um, I think we're getting to that area where, you know, where you don't, you you can go to, like, a dive bar and get a great, the greatest cheeseburger. Like, it's on the How I Met Your Mother episode, where it's, you go to, like, a random place, uh, the green door, and you get the best burger <laughs> you've ever had. Or, yeah. but then you can go to, like... Like a chain, like there's like what's what's good, like Four Seasons or something like that, and, and uh, very good food and very good mm-hmm. like service, but get like a quote unquote bland like fine dining experience. So I feel like the lot that's getting crisscrossed a lot. So I think it, it yeah. predicted in a way like that it, you can't always like pigeonhole food in a, in a certain way. You you like it, and then even franchises and, and like. Even fast food, you, they're experimenting with even like we were saying earlier, like the, the Doritos Locos Taco and the, the Nicky Chicken. Like they feel like they're always trying to do something different. So I think that that's kind of what they predicted, and they sort of and not. And I think I'm reading too much into the movie. I think you, you kind of <laughs> are, yeah. Because I feel like they was it was more just like the standard like thing in all um, all future movies mm-hmm. where they just like 
you know, you eat, like, like in Back to the Future, where it's, like, in cubes and, like, yeah. stuff. Like, I feel like that's, like, always what it was. And that's, like, like kind of scary that, mm-hmm. you know, like, there will be, like, no fresh food anymore You're sometime right. in, in the future, which I guess would not be completely surprising, but it is a little sad. Like, I hopefully so, that's yeah. not, you know, something that we will ever see in our lifetime. Um, but, I mean, I guess we don't have flying cars <laughs> or self-driving cars either. Yeah. Uh, almost uh, the self-driving cars. So some, some, not us, but some people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that's a good way to get back into the movie. Where I think that's a good topic that it brought up. That they, well, let's say the above-ground people, quote unquote, don't, they don't use meat anymore. No, no meat was. Up, oh yeah, right? like, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, that one of the things that was outlawed was meat and salt. Like, yeah, just it's. Like, a, a weird version of, like, how controlling, like, the government mm-hmm. is. And it's, like, they play it off as so, like, silly mm-hmm. that you're, like, you're not allowed to curse. But that, like, you're not allowed to have gum or mm-hmm. eat salt or eat meat or, like. So, it actually is, like, super restrictive. And everyone mm-hmm. is just, like, pretending to be happy or else you have to go mm-hmm. live underground. So, that, like. Which, which yeah. is, I think they could have explored that a little bit better, even in this, like, let's say, quote-unquote comedic movie. Yeah. I feel like they could describe they could have explored that a, a little bit better um but I, I like yeah like the idea of that it start out like let's say like they start out as for the greater good they because you know to be fair like even now it's not great like having all this cows and they're kind of like you know well, the people that are mass produced and they have these huge farms that are kind of ruining the environment um and then also have like salt is technically not good for you like it was like in your your sodium isn't good for you right correct or yeah i mean it's not good for you but part of the reason why people have too much sodium is because they eat so much like processed foods that's true it's a very like american problem (laughs) (laughs) and and i guess it like and then part of the movie is the point is that people need a choice and then i think the government just went too far where it's like Okay, well, we decided to do this, but the the point in the movie was that they need they need to have a choice to be able to do it. Like it's good that like some things were outlawed and um, uh, that like some things were, uh, you know, are are taken out, but they just need that like that extra will to live life and like, like I think yeah. that's part of what the movie was trying to say, but did a yeah. kind of like but, a uh, yeah for weird a movie, way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, for a movie that was two hours long, I feel like about one hour out of that. Oh, was um, spent with just like cheesy fight scenes yeah, between Wesley yeah. Snipes and Sylvester Which Stallone. Are, just in different, see in yeah, though, just different places with different um, things blowing up behind them. That was <laughs> definitely at least half of the movie. Like by the end, by the last half an hour, like I was just like sinking in my chair. Like really, I don't remember that mm-hmm. this was that cheesy in the end because it's like literally like playing a video game where they're just like fight, fight, fight. Oh, hold on. He ran into a different room. Let's, <laughs> so let's change the scenery. Fight, does, fight, fight again. It does feel like that. Like, like the script had like all these things about like choice and the future and and government controlling you, which is like an important subject to bring. But then they're like, well, and then action scene, action scene, action scene, action scene. I think, and that's what made not that it made it a different movie, let's say, than what maybe what how it was originally conceived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think yeah. overall, what would you what do you think overall of the movie? Uh, what grade would you give it? 
Wait, are we doing? Oh, like, sorry. What kind, what's have, our grading scale? I don't, I don't know. know. We didn't yeah, we can, this. You can oh. make it up right now. Okay. Oh <laughs> Unless you had any more final thoughts for the the what you about the movie or Taco Bell or um, Mexican food in general. <laughs> there's too much to talk about about there Mexican is. food in general. True. True. Um. Also, my biggest thought about Taco Bell is why don't you have milkshakes? Ooh, the biggest a- flaw of Taco Bell is no dessert. That's why they will never be able to win the franchise wars and take over the food industry because no dessert. That's craziness. I think I think you're right. I think that's like the biggest flaw of the movie. Not about like the cryogenics or the, you know, the government, uh, all that stuff. It's about Taco Bell winning the franchise wars. That's the most unbelievable part of the movie. It's unbelievable because you can't win a franchise war without milkshakes. Exactly. What is fast food without milkshakes? That's true. I feel like Taco Bell's... And they, they just got into breakfast. Even their breakfast things are that good, though. Yeah. Uh, I think I've had the waffle. Not with the egg, but I think I've had like, the waffle alone. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't... They're not winning the franchise wars anytime soon, I'd no. say. Unless... Like somehow the other ones just like it. Like in an earth, I think they talked about like an earthquake happened in 2010. Like unless they all, all every single other corporation gets swallowed up, and except for Taco Bell, that's the only way they're gonna win the franchise wars. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or if they like somehow got bought out by Chick Fil A, and then Chick Fil A mm-hmm. changed all their store names to Taco Bell because they were so ashamed of the name Chick Fil A. Yeah. But that would be the only w- other way they could win. I know, but and I'm not I'm not rooting for Chick Fil A in any. No, in definitely any, do not support Chick Fil A <laughs> in any shape or form. No. So um, that's why yeah. we do not go to Chick Fil A. Um, yeah. Um, the movie, I don't even know how to how to rank it because mm-hmm. it was equal parts like silly and bad action scenes Mm -hmm. and weird version of future like partial dystopia like i I don't even know how to like what is this movie what is its genre i don't even know i think you're right and it it, because going into it i was kind of writing it off as not that i've ever seen it but it's writing off as like a judge dreadish movie or a like well, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like I just haven't seen a lot of Sylvester Sloan movies or like a not like cheesy '90s movies. I mean, I don't count Mortal Kombat because that's not a cheesy movie. It's a serious movie. But um, <laughs> uh, but I I don't know what I was thinking. But I I did like the the overall tone of what they landed on. I feel like Wesley Snipes had a great like sense of humor. Um, like the I think. I think there were enough parts of it that had like funny like tone like a funny tone and uh, like yeah. like not it wasn't taking itself seriously it wasn't like it was trying to say a message but at the same time not that it, I don't think it was trying to it's earnestly trying to say the message I think they had Dennis Leary almost as because he was like the hot comedian at the time to like yeah. deliver that like that like oh, I I want to say that for it all the time and I'm a crazy comedian <laughs> no I'm in the mo- like. Um, I think they're trying to, but I don't, I don't think they did, they failed. I think it got a little boring in some parts. I think yeah. like, I mean, not that like action scenes are fun to watch, but at the same time they could be, they could be shot very blandly. They could just be, or go on very too long. Or you can see where, you know, like the scene where they're in like the museum and like they shoot out the, they're, they're, they're literally standing on like a glass floor and you know what's going to happen next. Like they're all, they're <laughs> yeah. going to, fl- they're, they're going to shoot the glass and they're one one's gonna fall through and the other one is and then yeah. there's a whole set piece with that so to be fair i'm pretty sure that they stole that scene from demolition man in john wick 3 it's very oh, really? similar oh yeah. yeah i remember that with uh with the guy from uh, uh iron chef right yeah, yeah. so that scene will th- never die do they shoot through the, the floor and I... 
Yeah, there's Do like a whole thing of them. I, don't, I can't like remember being in like a glass building. I know they're in like a glass building, but yeah, uh, yeah got... well, you like falls through. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I can't yeah. remember, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, John three is a John Wick three is a perfect movie though. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying well i mean i do love 90s movies a lot more than you do That's even true. though like they are definitely definitely a lot of them have been like a little bit problematic when we rewatch yeah, them but this one wasn't as bad as no. most they did sneak in a surprise kiss at the end yeah, was, yeah. of course because what yeah. is a 90s movie without <laughs> a surprise kiss but it's true yeah that's that, like yeah you're right but overall it wasn't as problematic at, maybe because they were in the future, it was almost like a like a commentary on political correctness, almost like where it's like you know like you weren't allowed to swear and you're not allowed to like have sex physically or whatever they were trying to say with that. Or so it was almost like that was like it cut out anything that could have been offensive. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, there were, there were parts that were like oh, okay, like yeah, like that. Or um, yeah, there, I mean, I, I, I can't remember anything. I'm sure if I watch it again, I'm, I'd yeah. pick up things. But, like, if there's any, like, specific things. Like, I think um, they did a pretty good job of, like, not, like, like calling out or being, like, we weird or at all to, like, yeah. different like, characters. Like, there was one, um, clearly, um, the guy from Beetlejuice, the like, the pudgier guy. Mm-hmm. He's clearly gay. Um, but I like that they never really said anything. I mean... I, I I think the actor's gay. I'm not sure, but um, I I uh, but he actually good, he's sorry. like a eunuch. Oh really? In real life? No, in the oh, movie. Sorry. In, in the, the movie. Because oh. the dude that he works for, the evil guy, had him castrated so oh, that he yeah, wouldn't right. yeah, like yeah. wouldn't have any like um desire to like go up in the world. So he would just be like his worker forever, yeah. which is um not. Not good. Yeah, but not great. I mean, I guess but not also, good at like, all. But yeah. but, I, I guess, but it was like it like wasn't like the movie was saying like that was good. like it was like yeah. that was part of the plot that the, the the evil guy did that or the bad yeah, guy like, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I did like I liked seeing because I was surprised at the end. I thought like either Sylvester Stallone or, or Sylvester Stallone or Dennis Lee was gonna be like say something like gay phobic or something like that. Yeah. Like, but um, no, I think they. I mean, they. The, I think he said a line like. Oh, pick a hair color because he had like a white yeah. thing in the and then but they that never, was it yeah that was it. it wasn't as bad as I thought I thought it was gonna yeah. be some way like well say something bad yeah. or whatever, um, but uh, but overall I think it did a good job of not it wasn't like it, it was like nineties uh, retro futuristic so that's the only reason it was quote unquote dated but at the same time it was yeah. supposed to be like you know look how wacky the future could be though and and I kind of like like in Back to the Future when it's like. No one, no one ever thinks that's the fashion going to be like. No one predict. I think it was just a funny way to like show how different like fashion has changed over years and like and in you know like how look how their crazy outfits and all that stuff. So yeah. I think I don't think it's too David movie. I think it. I mean, it's it, it could be released today. Like that could be a good category. Like yeah. could this movie be released today? Um. Yeah. I mean. 90s fashion is in again. Mm-hmm. So Wesley Snipes in overalls and an electric orange t-shirt would totally be in fashion right now. So, I um, agree. but I think it, it could be, there would definitely be, um, I feel like the controllingness of the government would probably be taken a little bit differently now. Also like the way that people can't like never touch each other. That actually, like I found that interesting. Like now be, 
you know, the world that we live in where it's not common to shake, like you don't touch other people, you don't shake their hands. Mm -hmm. They had like a different way of greeting each other. That's right. Which like, you know, would, is probably going to be commonplace (laughs) now. Starting um, this year. Starting now. Yeah. The whole like. Almost a high five, <laughs> but the circular motion. That's right, I so that. That was the there's, part. there's parts of it that could perhaps be made now, but people are so hypercritical of current movies that mm-hmm. I feel like the silliness of it, it's not, it's not like quite silly enough because mm-hmm. there was like no barf jokes or anything yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. So like, pe- it wouldn't be quite silly enough or serious enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like to be popular now. You're right. Like I feel like uh, especially now, like. Um what the like the movie environment we're in right now i don't think there's a lot of room for and it was it was technically it's an original like concept starring like and also we don't have like movie stars anymore it's all like mid movie stars or tv stars or anything like or superheroes that are stars now like and i feel like you'd have to tie this into like a marvel franchise or or do this as like a netflix show or something like that because like people tend to watch Netflix shows like original ideas on Netflix, but for movies, well, we'll see once people start to go back to the theaters. I feel like people don't go out to theaters to see original fantasy ideas uh, anymore. Like they don't, or sci-fi ideas. They, they just, they, if it's like, I don't think like they'd have to like, uh, there's a comic in DC comics called booster gold, where it's uh, someone who comes from the future to the past and uh, no, like, and then he tries to become like, like the next big superhero, but he's just like so stupid he keeps like messing up. That's almost like the movie you could make with this idea, like but reverse it. So I, I feel like you could make this now, but it wouldn't. Like you'd have to either get somehow franchise, or it would have to be made on like a smaller budget. So um, to be made on TV or make it, it has to be like a huge budget. And then if it does well, they just franchise it like three yeah. movies after this. They, yeah. It would never just be one movie about Demolition Man. It'd be Demolition no. Man two and three, yeah. and it would be a TV spin-offs. show yeah. that would be more serious and more mm-hmm. diving into the world, or it would have to be a movie starring The Rock. And that would be the only way that it would sell it. That would be the only way. Yeah, that's true. Like he'd be the only one, and and even he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He's not really into doing like. St- like stupid movies anymore yeah. like or not stupid but silly movies anymore like jumanji yes but that's like straight up comedy though like yeah. this was not a straight up comedy it was more of like an action like slash had like touches of humor in it i'd say you know yeah um but um yeah i think you know i i i, I wouldn't mind them remaking it and maybe like a netflix show where it like explored like but then again it would be more serious like they'd explore it like more in a serious fashion yeah, yeah. i would like to like um, like minus their character. I mean, I liked Wesley Snipes in it, but more of just the the world in general. Like, like what actually is going yeah. on there? Like, um, they actually like talked about making both like a sequel and a prequel to oh, this movie, so and did, then they okay. never got. But then they never got made. Um, yeah. Probably like. I mean, after this, Sandra Bullock did get more famous, so it was probably, like, a little bit harder Mm -hmm. to get her, and maybe they just couldn't get financing or whatever. And then Sylvester Stallone. And then I think Sylvester Stallone, like, moved... Like, he wasn't as popular in the later 90s anyway, so I feel like they didn't... Like, him and Arnold and Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, I feel like they they lost their popularity in, like, the late 90s, so I think think the window just, like, was gone after they 
tried to make it, it was gone after that. But yeah. that's good now. I guess it did pretty well for it to be um, talked about sequel, prequel, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I think, it, yeah. What were you going to say? I think overall, uh, the, giving like a rating, I'd give it like a B minus. Like where it had fun ideas and it didn't take itself so seriously, but it also was a little boring in parts and like, and it was, I think it was two hours, so it was just a little, felt a little long and, and like I get the idea of like the, the villain by the end, but, um, uh, I think, yeah, but I, I liked it overall. What, yeah. what, what would you agree to? I would say maybe like a C because I, yeah. like... There was things, it's like, some things they did follow through with on the plot, and, like, they could have kind of gone more into depth with, like, even just the relationship between, like, Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone, that Mm -hmm. they've been, like, you know, Sylvester Stallone's been trying to get him for years, and, like, Mm -hmm. they kind of, like, mentioned it just, like, slightly, that Mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes, like, set him up to get arrested, but then it's, like, it's, like, it happens, like, so quick that you can miss it and it's like such a big reveal in the movie they could have like there were so many more things that they could have pursued in this movie if they didn't just do a lot of sloppy fight scenes i agree yeah i agree i think they could have and it like even i know they like it wasn't trying to take itself so seriously but also they could have done a little bit better job of like slowing down slowing it down and then slowing it like like explain a little bit more and then cutting out like half an hour of it. I think I think would made it a little bit better of a movie. Yeah. Huh? Any other final thoughts? No, that's about that's about all I got on Demolition Man and Taco Bell. I like that. So I think uh, that was a good discussion. I think we we and I try. There's a I think there's a lot of like t- subjects that we try to touch into, but uh, there wasn't. You know, I don't think Taco Bell is going to win the franchise war anytime soon. I don't think, like, you know, that it's going to, like, expand in the fine dining. I think the best meal you're ever going to have is not going to be at Taco Bell. But I think uh, in the future, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Well, uh, If they can develop milkshakes, that's the... Yeah. yeah. That should be their number one goal. We should write Taco to Bell them. Research tweet team. At them. Get on it. Everyone, uh, if you listen to the up to here, uh, tw- <laughs> <laughs> tweet uh, at Taco Bell. Put some milkshakes on your menu. That's how you win the franchise war. And then hashtag Demolition Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess it should be hashtag like our podcast, but it's all right. Uh, you can give, yeah, hashtag That's Demolition fine. Man. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know. You'll know who it came from. Um, we'll know. We'll know. If, we'll we, know. if yeah. we search a hashtag Demolition Man next week and we see all these tweets about milkshakes, we'll know it was because of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Is that more of our, We'll have more of our thoughts on other things yeah. mostly about milkshakes but maybe Mil- yeah probably maybe, milkshakes maybe other yeah. stuff too we're just gonna watch a lot we're gonna watch a lot of movies about milkshakes and just talk about milk- every yeah. other episode will be like american graffiti and milkshakes and, uh, <laughs> the founder and, yeah and the, yeah you're right the, yeah. and uh wait um yeah, that's great um oh there will be blood and milkshakes, milkshakes he yes. says that yeah <laughs> no, that'll be fun um yeah you know any yeah. anything else no yeah? Um, okay, so we'll sign off. Uh, this was Ryan. And Allie. And this was Dinner in a Movie with Allie and Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.